0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, it's Azzy Dadakin. Now, there wasn't really much celebrity crime happening this week, but there was some L.A.-related crime. Do you know who Samuel Little is? No. Samuel Little is being called possibly the most prolific serial killer. Oh, I did hear this, Jay. He's already been convicted. I don't know too much about Samuel Little. I just... I've been hearing about him more and more the past few years. Uh, We probably will do an episode on him at some point because he did murder people in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. But they're now saying that he is linked to 90 people, to killing 90 people. So that would definitely make him, like, the most prolific. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Basically he's in the news because this is according to Washington Post, Ohio prosecutors announced Samuel Little has been indicted in the 1981 murder of 32-year-old Anna Stewart. He's definitely been linked to more than 60 already, so they're trying to figure out is he just one of those serial killers that's like claiming all these different murders right. now? Once they're in prison Yeah, right. He's 79 years old. Um, This is from the article. His details and confessions have so far proved true. Prosecutors have said leading authorities to a grim conclusion, which more than 60 killings linked to him. Little may be the most prolific serial killer in American history. Ohio prosecutors said Friday that information obtained from little in prison, part of a stream of confessions extracted by a Texas Ranger led the led to a grand jury indictment against little in the 1981 slaying of Anna Stewart and another woman still unidentified. He was con, he was arrested in 2012. He's, this is something he was at for a really long time. Like right. he was doing this for decades, yeah, uh, without getting caught. We'll give you updates about Samuel uh, as as this invest this new like investigation goes on. Uh, probably do a report on him at some point because he did murder women in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, but that was like. That was like the big true crime news this week. I think I saw people posting on Facebook about it. People were talking about it. I know the last podcast guys talked about it too. Another story that made the news, actually it made the news via a viral tweet Uh, And, you know, people can just tweet anything. And as long as it's compelling enough, people will believe it. And, look, I believed it because this sounds like something that would absolutely be true. And the viral tweet was basically that Instagram influencers were going to Chernobyl to take sexy pictures because... It was like this hot new destination. Right. Because of the HBO show. I did see that tweet
1: with the Instagram.
0: It went viral because people were outraged. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't
1: outraged, like, oh, you shouldn't do that at Chernobyl. I was just more like, you guys are idiots.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, whatever outrage or you're just like, I can't believe this. Right. So the AV, the AV club has debunked this. I saw the debunking The debunking is basically like, those are not Instagram influencers. A lot of these people only have like 900 followers. It's actually not that many people. This guy just posted a couple different pictures of people at the site posting sexy pictures. So it's not like a trend. It's just sort of a few dumb people doing this. Right, but it's still funny. I I, I saw the debunking,
1: and I was like, I didn't really care if they were influencers. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's... And I didn't even think some of the pictures were
0: bad. There was one picture that was horrible. No, that's what I'm... (laughs) But that's what this debunking says. This says... um, Three out of four of the, quote, influencers in the above tweet couldn't even be classified as influencers, as they have relatively small followings. I mean, I do think that's a funny distinction, because it's like, who cares how many followers they have? The fact that they're going to Chernobyl and taking sexy pictures is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence points out that the only woman, that only... The woman in the first photo, Julia Basler, has a sizable following, and though both her and the Post and the article itself shared a thoughtful response that clarified her reasons for being there... Um The Geiger counter guy's photo has been circling the web since 2010. So one of those photos from the viral tweet being like, look at these influencers going right. to Chernobyl. Was that, that was a very old photo. And the woman standing by the bus is a student born in the in the Ukraine. Excuse me, it's just Ukraine, Yeah. whoever wrote this article. In her excise caption reflects on the impact and the weight of Chernobyl that Chernobyl has had on her. And for that last one, yeah, that's a thirst trap. That, okay. let's. <laughs> so that talk was about, the only one that made me laugh. That was the only, re- like, truly, truly ridiculous picture to me. So let's explain. We need to explain that picture. Hold on. I need to find it really quick. The first picture, yeah, it's not that crazy. This girl has, like, a full-on, like, hazmat suit on, basically. or She has, like, she's, like, covered up. No, they up. look normal. The first three pictures look pretty normal, it's really only the fourth picture that this guy with the viral tweet about Instagram influencers allegedly going to Chernobyl. It's really only the fourth one. That's really egregious. Right. Because this is a woman who is literally topless in this photo, wearing a thong and her, I mean like her ass. She is has out. a
1: hazmat suit on, but that's it's unzipped. Like, and so her torso is completely nude. I mean, she's like covering her chest modestly. <laughs> And then she has a thong on, and the hazmat suit is kind of sexily hanging off of her, and she's looking, I don't know, at Chernobyl or at some building nearby. She's very
0: solemn, Desi. She's reflecting. She's
1: reflecting on the lives lost, clearly. Right. Uh, So, I mean, that is a classic inappropriate Instagram photo, like where it's like, you know, they're at the Holocaust museum. Oh my God. (laughs) Thinking about like all those who lost their lives with like a bikini on or whatever. Right. Right. And it's just like, I feel like, I think the reason that this tweet took off is because, it has the ring of truth, even if it wasn't a hundred percent accurate, right? Because people do this shit right. all the time, and we see it all the time, right? I mean, there is selfies at funerals has like a whole Tumblr, like people taking sexy selfies, like "I miss you, Grandpa," <laughs> like, do you know what I mean, like. It, it it's like the idea of it is so true, yes. and it's like maybe it hasn't a hundred percent happened yet, but it will start happening more. People are going to start going to Chernobyl more. That is a fact, right? And the more visitors, and it, the more it becomes a touristy spot, the
0: more it's going to be Instagrammed. Like, right? I mean, people. The reality is, is people like going to morbid sites or risky sites to take photos right. specifically for online, and obviously, and like the the whole. Fact that the guy put in Instagram influencers is like everyone hates Instagram influencers. You know what? This
1: is a guy. Also, I feel like we all do tweets like this where we're probably not a hundred percent accurate because we're just bullshitting on Twitter, right? And then something takes off, right? And then you're like, I was just fucking exaggerating for comic effects. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And this is not something that's hurting anybody. Like, like no. who really cares? Like, do I really need an investigative piece in the Atlantic debunking it? Like, it's just like who cares? Like, right. Uh, and it's like it's going to happen and instagram influencers are awful and you should never defend them <laughs> like I, it's just stupid i don't yeah. know but the last picture he should have i mean looking back if he had just done the last picture and and framed it cl- kind of differently right. it would have been fine like Right. But yeah, I don't feel like this was like, we need a Snopes article on this debunking it. Like, who cares? Like.
0: It is funny. It is something I can't take my eyes off. It's like, do you remember like six years ago or something when Justin Bieber went to the Anne Frank Museum? Oh, yeah. And he famously wrote like in the guest book, he was like, Anne Frank would have been a believer yeah. too. See, that, that's something that I love. Like, that's right. amazing to me. It's, <laughs> it's, and you know, and people were outraged by it, but it's like, you know, she was 13. She might may have been. We don't I mean, know. I mean, I love it. And the outrage actually makes it funnier to me. Right.
1: It's like, you know what, who cares ultimately? Like he's not murdering anybody. He's an idiot. Like we all know this. He's obviously gonna go somewhere and make it about him.
0: Yeah, and we can point out that they're an idiot. Absolutely. Yeah. So But that was a good one. I like the believer. I like yeah. The believer <laughs> one was like so. It was so absurd.
1: But I also mean, it, these are like out of like movies by like The Lonely Island. Totally, like where they're pop stars and they're trying to be like sensitive. Yeah, and it's just like they fuck it up in a major way. Have like, you seen that movie Pop Star? No, but it's, I've seen clips. It's from really, it. Good. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah, but I like that kind of thing. Like in general, to see that ugly human <laughs> side where they're just so self-absorbed, they right. don't even get it. Like right. I don't know. It's just amusing. It's
0: very amusing to me. Okay, so that's really all the crime, big crime news this week. Amanda Knox actually went back to Italy for the first time. Oh yeah, I saw that. Since she was released to prison, there really wasn't that much of a story there. It was like I
1: saw a lot of people make the same joke. Oh, really? What was it? The joke was that's how good the food is in Italy (laughs) that Amanda Knox went back. Like I saw that joke more than like a few times. Is that a joke? I guess. Like, but um, bump. I don't know. Like, several people said it. I don't know. Okay. And I do feel like, yeah, I'm sure that's true.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, I'll go to Italy. Okay. Uh, We are trying to go to Italy, so please donate to our Patreon. (laughs) Patreon. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Hollywood Crimes. The pasta tour. The pasta tour of Italy. Okay, so we have a... Very small Britney Spears update. Basically, her family is seeking to extend the restraining order against her former manager, Sam Lufty. Ooh. That's really all there is to say about that. Okay. Did you see the, um, katie perry taylor swift makeup thing like, what know, is the story know. there i don't know why that made me so uncomfortable but it did <laughs> but the cookies did look good because they look like she put too much butter in them Ooh, yeah so she made the cookies we need to explain what this is okay to people who don't know because i'm sure a lot of people don't even know what this is i barely know okay well basically <laughs> like it was either taylor taylor swift and katie perry have been like beefing for like 10 years or something. I don't know.
1: I, I don't follow either I heard it was backup dancer related, but that always seems sort I thought it sort was like of...
0: John Mayer related.
1: Okay, but I heard it was like someone stole her backup dancer, but maybe it was a few things.
0: Look, this is all very pretty privileged people problems. <laughs> yeah. Peter picked a pack of <laughs> privileged people. <laughs> uh, any
1: story that involves two women fighting over John Mayer just loses me instantly because <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. I remember seeing one time I went to a party and he was at it. And there was a girl, like a woman, a female comic there. And she was like, I was like watching the scene. Cause it was like, there was like a lot of famous people there. And I was just like, whatever, looking at everybody. And I was like, very attentive to this interaction. Cause I was like, I want to see what he has <laughs> that gets women all giddy. And she was like giddy talking to him. Like just like, oh, like just giggly and like twirling her hair and like, and I was just like looking at him I'm like why like what is the appeal to about him I don't get it I at mean, all. He is conventionally very
0: attractive. <clears throat> but she's like famous too. She could probably get any guy she wants also. I mean he has whatever Wilner, Wilmer Valderrama has is like they all they just get so many hot chicks can like all, one after the other hot chicks yeah. hot chicks. I just don't get it. He's got something clearly. I guess whatever it is we don't know. So um so, basically, the gist of it is, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, I guess they've been in a feud for, like, years. And Taylor Swift, I think, wrote the song Bad Blood about Katy oh, right. Perry. Like, they just, like, it's, like, been this feud that I've never really given two shits about. Yeah, who me neither. Gives, gives a fuck. Um But... One of them made cookies for the other this week and posted on Instagram like fight over or whatever. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I'm just paraphrasing, but it was like we're we're friends now. I made cookies. And you know what? Cookies are the way to win me over, to be honest.
1: I mean, the fight's stupid, so cookies make sense that it would heal the wound.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they made up. That's great. Less people fighting in the world. Yeah, okay. Sure. Good for you guys. They probably didn't eat the cookies though. <sighs> Devastating to think about. Do you have any books or TV or movie recommendations
1: you watched this week? Shit, I feel like I did have something and now it's slipping my mind. Let me think for a second.
0: Okay, so. Big Little Lies is back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if our listeners lis- watch Big Little Lies, but it's an HBO show. The second season just premiered last Sunday. I highly recommend it. It's great. I love all of the actresses that are on that show. I mean, it is like an A-list super group of actresses right. on that show. Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Shailene Woodley, uh Fucking Meryl Streep. Well, now Meryl Streep's on it. They added Meryl Streep to Laura the second. Dern. Laura Dern. Look, it's amazing. Yeah. It's a great show. And Reese Witherspoon's like one of my favorite actresses. And she is so good on that show. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I like the show.
1: It's my ideal type of show. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I like a soapy type you know, who, you know, mystery, uh, whatever it's very bitchy kind of rich women set in a beautiful backdrop of Monterey. Yeah. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I think, all right. I think we had a question though. So maybe I'll save it for the question. Okay. If you have questions, right.
0: Okay. Let's kick off our questions. This is, uh, from friend of the show, Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi, Kate. Rachel and Desi, I've been listening to, I've been listening since your Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding episode came out. That's like episode five. Yeah. (laughs) That's a long time. The episodes that always get me a little more excited are the ones about old-timey Hollywood when scandalous shit goes down, especially the Tallulah Bankhead episode and the Girl 27 episode. I was wondering if there were any particular films that made either of you interested in this era. I grew up watching Turner classic movies, but also love recent movies about Hollywood, such as Hollywood Land with Adrian Brody. Keep up the great work, and thanks for giving me an endless supply of tweets to read when I can't sleep at 3 a.m. Thanks, Kate. That's really sweet. So this was the question I was thinking of uh,
1: when I was going to talk about something I had watched this week. Uh, first of all, let me directly answer her a question. I grew up watching old movies because a lot of times I did not have cable. Like, So I would have... Uh, like on Saturdays, they would always play old movies like after cartoons ended. So I think a lot of kids just bailed. <laughs> but of course, I just stayed in, right. and watched old movies or TV movies or like whatever. I remember it was like a Saturday... You know, afternoon movie would always be like an old movie because it was probably free and cheap to play those movies. So like, I can't really think about like particular movies that got me into that genre. I liked all of them. I liked Betty Davis movies. I liked Shirley Temple movies. I watched like, obviously we've talked about the bad seed was something I saw during that period. Um, and then I just started seeking them out myself at some point. And then when I did get cable, I would watch um, Turner Classic Movies or A- AMC, like those kind of old movie uh, stations. It's kind of weird because AMC isn't even really an old movie no. station anymore. No. Like it used to show basically right. all old movies. Um, the movie that I watched today is an old movie that I really love, and it's called Harold and Maude. And I got so... Dude. Sucked into it. First of all I, I realized like like I had seen that movie when I was very young, a teenager. And then I saw it now and it made me so upset today. Like I could not stop crying. Like (laughs) I just kept thinking about like scenes or like lines from it. It's so heartbreaking and touching to me. And I feel like when I first saw it as a teenager, I was like, I was like, whatever, a goth. So I was like, yeah, he's committing suicide all the time. And like, I liked the morbidity of it. And now when I watched it, maybe when I'm much older, I was like, oh, it's really like heartbreaking and sad and like... Just but like, it's also
0: really beautiful. It's a beautiful it's love beautiful,
1: story. Yes, for sure. But in that way that like literally tears your heart out because it's so meaningful and well, it's just, for me
0: when like you realize why Maude is the way she is. Yeah, that fucking. Gets I think me. also just like the idea of finding
1: someone that you're just like meant to know, or yeah. you know what I mean, like two weirdo people like finding each other. Uh, I don't know. It's just such a good movie, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, and in fact, I like a lot of that guy's movies. Hal Ashby. Um, he also did Shampoo. Uh, he loved Shampoo. He did Being There with Peter Sellers. I mean, he's just great. And but I, Harold and Maude is like one of my favorite movies. And I just we watched it today, and I read the screenplay too. I was going crazy <laughs> with it because it was just so it's so good. So yeah, that's it's a really like my one. old movie that I watched uh,
0: today. Um, I also grew up watching. A lot of old movies, specifically old horror movies, because I was obsessed with horror movies as a kid, so my stepmom rented me all the classic ones from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, so, and I saw, I remember watching even, like, really weird, like, B-horror 50 movies yeah too. i saw a lot of those
1: too a lot because i was also on those saturday matinee like, like the old Ed Wood ones yeah
0: and like i really like those and i like there's this vincent price horror movie called the tangler i just remember. i love that william castle movies i love william castle yeah and like i watched i love diabolique that was one of my favorites that's yeah. a french film from the 50s highly recommend it it's it's such a great movie um and I, I think, like, I got into old movies by watching the old horror movies. Like, I bought, saw all the Hitchcock movies. Yeah, I mean, I just, I liked, I liked old Hollywood stuff. Yeah, me too. I always was really into it. I loved the, the costumes. I loved... Um, I really liked watching. Like my mom would like pull me into the room if like she was watching some old movie station, and like sometimes they would play just like those weird dance movies from like those Technicolor dance movies yes. from the fifties. Yeah, I like and it would too. just be this absurd set with these like this like over the top dance sequence. And my, like I would always watch those with my mom because they were so intricate and cool looking. Right. I mean, I remember watching Wizard of Oz every year because that's like. Back in the day
1: when they would play it, like, once a year. Now, like, they don't
0: have stuff like that anymore. I I feel like Desi and I, like, maybe I was, like, the last of a generation. Like, my generation seemed like the last where, like, you could just turn on the TV and find a channel with, like, old movies all the time. Yeah. Or, like, it was just more, like, maybe you just saw I feel like
1: what we don't have anymore, and maybe that's why people get into Game of Thrones and things like that, is there's not these, like, event viewings. That we used to have, I think, yeah, like where it would be like, oh, Wizard of Oz is on, we have to watch it, or Sound of Music is on every Easter, or like whatever, like, and it is still kind of fun, I think, to do that, like yeah. once a year, yeah, because you can't just watch things anytime you want
0: now, which is really right. sort of not as special, right? But yeah, obviously, my favorite old movie is The Bad Seed. That's my favorite movie, like of all movies in general. Um, I love Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Oh, yeah, me that's too. like a classic horror film. My favorite Hitchcock is Vertigo. I. Know know like it's like everyone's favorite hitchcock but it's just so good and yeah we should make we should come up with a list of like our favorite like 50s and 60s okay or 40s um, I love All About Eve. Oh, me
1: too. I mean, like the classics. I mean, know? in high school, I rented like every Betty Davis movie. Yeah. That was like a thing every weekend. because so it was really cool. <laughs> I would get like, go to Blockbuster and get like 10 Betty Davis movies or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Oh, you know what else I watched when I was little was The Fly, but the original one. Oh, yeah. From the 50s. I well, love that. You know what movie
1: I love too, like a horror is um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I like both of them.
0: Yeah. I liked that. I liked I liked yeah, all the like old 50s horror movies. I saw all of them when I Me was a too. kid. Okay. Um yeah, we'll we'll have to come up with like a list at some point of like our ultimate Okay. our ultimate movie list. Mine will be more horror centric and yours will be more dramatic. More dramatic <laughs> over the top. I don't know. Okay. So this is a story our listener Donna wrote in to us about her experience at Woodstock 99. Ooh. I knew we would have some listeners who yeah. were at the festival. This is wild. I was so excited to see this episode was Woodstock 99 because I was there, but then the wave of memories came back and I almost fucking threw up. Uh you and me both when i was <laughs> i was just researching it i wasn't even there yeah. and i was like feeling jesus, yeah really upset like 3 hours in the car just to get in and park then it was a 2 mile walk to what the camp to the campsites oh wait forgot to mention that every single porta potty was overflowing on day 1 jesus when we got in it was already shit river and I like that shit river is capitalized. Like it's an actual place. Yes. There was also not one bit of shade. None. Our friend got third, got a third degree sunburn Ugh. on day one and was miserable. That would be me. Cause this, I'm so fair. I know. Although her sunburn saved us. I'll get to that in a minute. Food was a joke. You know a concert's bad when the sunburn saves you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if that's what saves you. Okay. Food was a joke. Crazy expensive and disgusting. We were right, Desi. I ate PB crackers the entire time. Water was like gold. Cost the same Anyways, never enough and always dirty if you wanted if you wanted free water from where the overflowing porta potties were. As the crowds got more and more fucked up, hot, angry, etc., men got really scary. The more of them were the more of them there were, the more forceful they got with us all. Thankfully, I was with a larger group, always with them, never alone and was not assaulted. You were right on the show when you reported that people could hear screaming at night in the campsites. <sighs> you could hear, and it was terrifying. As Saturday wore on, the heat and the sewage was a nightmare. Just made everyone even crazier because they were so angry. The men started to really grab at any woman they could grab, especially if there were three or more men in a group. We started to hear about the assaults from other people around us and were really feeling like we needed to get the fuck out. Fuck the bands, fuck the money we already spent, just fuck it. Back to my third degree burn friend. She spent Saturday and early Sunday fucking miserable and needed to get out of the heat so our group decided to use this opportunity and leave the festival early. Our group had seen Red Hot Chili Peppers before so we left before they performed Sunday night. As I watched the news when I got home, I couldn't have been happier that we left when we did. (laughs) This experience was the worst and totally ruined outdoor festivals for me forever. Thank you guys for the show. You're my fucking favorite. I love you so much. Donna. Thanks, Donna. First of all, I'm so glad you guys got out. (laughs) Oh my God. What a story. Like I, that... Sounds terrible. Yeah, I mean, we know, we know, we know. But Wood it's nice Stuck. to get confirmation. We <laughs> get confirmation. Yes, Woodstock ninety nine. These things happened. Yeah. Uh, wow. Thank you for writing and sharing that with us. That sounds. Oh my god. Yeah. The third degree sunburn on the first day when you're just like this is how this is how we're starting the yeah. festival.
1: <laughs> I, I would have probably left the minute I saw there was no shade, quite honestly. Like there was just, there's no way I could, I'm going to survive what something like that. What were
0: thinking? I still, I yeah. still, okay. This is from listener Jennifer. So, listening to your podcast and heard you were requesting names of family and friends with famous or infamous people's names. Remember we asked about that Mm -hmm. because of the Peterson? Yeah. Oh, someone, one of our listeners also pointed out Michael Peterson of the the Staircase. (laughs) That's right. Seriously. What is up with that name? I don't know.
1: Avoid. (laughs) Avoid it. Avoid guys with that name like they're Woodstock 99.
0: (laughs) Except for our guide (laughs) listeners with that name. We love you. Okay. I guess.
1: (laughs) Case by case, we're going to have to it's see. It's a case by case basis, but we're going to be skeptical. Look, we're going to be skeptical up front. You have to you understand. Gotta prove you're, <laughs> you're guilty until proven innocent if your last name is Peterson, dudes.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to Jennifer's story. Uh, I was dating my husband for a year before I found out that he had a celebrated name. We were actually making out in a parking lot after a night out with friends, and two policemen came up to the car because it was late, and I guess they wanted to check in on what was going on. They asked for our licenses, and the one cop started giggling and showed the other cop my boyfriend's driver's license. It turns out they thought it was funny that they found John Holmes making out in a parking lot. <laughs> did they also ask about his dick i know right (laughs) jesus i honestly had no idea who that was i had never heard of him but 20 years of marriage later have probably heard every joke possible about that guy probably including the one i just made sorry jennifer (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure when we had a landline we would occasionally get prank calls oh my god (laughs) My husband said that when he was in college and choosing a fraternity, everyone wanted a John Holmes on their roster. So he had the pick of the litter. Um, I enjoy your show. Thanks for keeping me entertained. She signed it Tracy Lords. Just kidding. Jennifer. Aw, Jennifer. We love Tracy Lords. And Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Wow.
1: I mean, that must be a lot to live up to, right? Yeah. John Holmes. But you know.
0: One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Are you? Time to upgrade. Il Maquillage is the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews, their Woke Up Like This Foundation is a bestseller for a reason. Available in 50 shades of flawless natural coverage, all cruelty-free. And with Try Before You Buy, it's risk-free. Take the Power Match Quiz to find your perfect shade and try it free for 14 days. Go to ilmaquillage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. <laughs> Beauty should be good for you, and that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that started in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products that we use daily.
1: Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand creating innovative and high-performing products
0: that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. So what do we mean by clean? See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood. But John Holmes was a really bad guy, and I'm sure your husband isn't. Yes.
1: So So even if his dick is average to above average, it's
0: (laughs) it's still better than being with the real John Holmes. still better than being with the real one. Okay. This is from Marissa. I know Marissa. During last week's episode, when you were talking about the multiple people named Scott Peterson. It reminded me that when I was in middle school during the Lacey Peterson trial at my school, there was a student named Amber Frey, which was the same name of Scott Peterson's mistress and a big focus on the trial. I lived in San Diego at the time and the whole murder trial was a big deal down there because Scott had grown up in San Diego anyway, because kids in middle school are mean. A lot of people made fun of her and there were some really stupid kids who actually thought she was the Amber Frey from the trial. In any case, Amber was one of the popular students, so I think she did okay, and by high school, people had forgotten about the trial. That's horrible to have that name in middle school. I was just thinking (laughs) middle school kids are the worst. Yeah. Like, they're, I don't know, they're sadistic. Yeah, it's like you're still young
1: enough to not. You're still young enough that you have that young child sociopathy. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And like and No filter. Yeah, but you're not quite mature enough to not know when to use it. Right. The no filter. Like, uh, yeah. No, I always. Whenever people are like, "Oh, I had high school or da da da," did you have a bad experience in high school? I was like, No. Like yeah. middle school is the worst, especially when you're a girl. Sorry. Oh. Like it is true. Like people try to deny it, but it's like it's hard in middle school when you're a girl. I think. Even it's even worse, just because it's like a lot of the sexual stuff is starting to happen, like crushes and like getting a boyfriend, and you get your period, maybe. Right, I just feel like you're you're going through a lot when you're a girl like i think in middle school i'm sure guys are having stuff too but yeah i feel I like that's where you're like i want to be cute and i want boys to right. like me and like whatever
0: yeah we'll just speak on our experiences, as women and who went through middle school it was fucking horrible yeah i'm sure the guys have their own weird shit we don't know about that they right. had to go through yeah i think that uh
1: I didn't even have a particularly bad experience, like, as far, on the scale of Oh, bad I things. did. Yeah. I wasn't, like, unpopular, but it was still hard. Like, so, yeah.
0: Well, someone found uh, one of my diaries when I was in middle school. That was awful. And someone <laughs> found a note that I passed to my best girlfriend explaining... Uh, sexual things I wanted to do to a boy that I liked. So that was really terrible. Those are just two of my middle school highlights. Wow. Yeah. I didn't have anything like that. Yeah.
1: So I think I was... I was definitely the um, innocent girl, believe it or not, but wow. I talked very dirty. Like, I didn't have any boyfriends. I didn't do anything, but I knew everything, because so I had grown up around sex. <laughs> so I was, like, the one who would tell all the stories. Yeah. And I do think I told about flapping in one of our episodes. I would just make shit up because I knew enough to kind of, like, go off on my own and improv. <laughs> like, improv some sex stuff <laughs> to keep my to keep my fans happy. Like <laughs> so, so I kind of... I mean, I can say honestly, throughout my life, the reason I was popular, even though I wasn't like particularly rich or like the hottest girl or whatever, was because uh, I always had good sex stories, even like in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) So people wanted to hear things from me. Like I I had that cachet going for me. So I always got like sort of passed over when it came to bullying or whatever. Oh, I certainly
0: did not. (laughs) I certainly <laughs> did not. I had the worst time in middle school. Oh, it was awful. Right. I mean, I had a, high school was fine. I moved
1: around a lot too, so I didn't have a chance to really um, be in these groups that would go against each other. I was sort of always a loner because I was moving so much. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that helped in a weird way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one of my worst years was in middle school, but that was just because I was living with my dad. It had nothing to do with the school,
0: really. Also, like, flat irons hadn't been invented yet when I was in middle school, so I... <laughs> I mean, that's a specific so, uh, problem. No, but I'm just thinking, I'm like, oh my god. like, And then like all the rich girls got like the really good flat irons in 8th grade, and like I had the like drugstore kind. Right. Which con or the, I had the Con <laughs> Air. The Con Air. like didn't do anything, so like... Look, at least you didn't have the one with the five attachments,
1: and I would try to do like spiral curls. <laughs> <laughs> and crimping. Anything to get my flat fucking hair to right. do something. You had the opposite problem. I, I, I was trying to get that shit,
0: and it would be hairsprayed and just flat. Like It's so sad. Oh, and and then I remember right before eighth grade graduation, I bought a box of Feria, L'Oreal Feria hair dye to go platinum blonde right before eighth grade graduation. Um, but it did not go platinum blonde. Uh, it went bright orange. Wow. So I had bright orange hair in my eighth grade graduation picture. It's Damn. very unattractive. I think my
1: saddest hair moment was when I tried to use a banana clip. <laughs> My hair didn't even have enough to hold it up. It was just like limp, like a limp dick on my fucking head. No fucking hair to hold it. I didn't have enough hair to fill a banana clip. Dude, my
0: hair broke all of those clips. It broke all of them. Yeah, we have the opposite We did. But you know what I tried to make happen in like seventh grade and people were not having it? But I bet... That if girls did it today, it would be cool on Instagram. Maybe. I'm just spitballing. I'm not very cool. Yeah. But I tried to make um, glitter eyebrows happen. Oh, God. And people did not respond to that well. But I I put a lot of glitter gel in my eyebrows.
1: I used to do glitter, and it would be like one of those things where it's literally everything was covered with glitter at some point. (laughs) Yeah i would put it on my eyes like yeah. just like glitter uh dude and then it was just literally like i swear for like 10 years after i graduated like it was junior high i still had glitter on fucking everything i owned right like, it was just nonstop <laughs> fairy
0: dust, fairy dust. <laughs> <laughs> i was just just trying so hard like, i did have some good moments. like there were some like fun hilarious things like that happened in middle school Whatever, getting drunk in sixth grade and going on instant messenger like that was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, pretty sad but fun. (laughs) Look,
1: everything that's fun has a little sad element, (laughs) in my
0: experience. Okay, so this is a very infamous name. Our listener Leslie wrote in to say that her maiden name is the same name. As a serial killer, a man by the name of Leslie Irvin, a.k.a. Joe Goebbels, a.k.a. The Mad Dog Killer. She is the same maiden name as him. Goebbels? Go, Go, Joe Goebbels. I guess that's his nickname. Okay. But his real name is Leslie Irvin. He was an American serial killer whose killing spree in the early 1950s terrorized residents of southwestern Indiana and whose Supreme Court case set a precedent for ensuing a fair trial for defendants even in the wake of a great deal of pretrial publicity. Wow. Maybe we'll do his case. I've never heard of him. Maybe we'll do his case on Mysteries and macabre. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. As a tribute
1: to Leslie. Um, it's kind of making me think of, um, that Seinfeld where someone is, is it Elaine dating a guy named Joel Rifkin? Yes, that episode is funny because that's obviously a very famous serial killer. Yeah, uh, and she, he gets like paged at like a football game, or I can't remember exactly what happened. It's like Joel Rifkin, and everyone, everyone is horrified. Right, right. Uh, I actually have like a weird story with Joel Rifkin because obviously, I you know, as a kid, I I or at some point, I moved to New York, and I was on Long Island when that case break uh, broke. And I had fallen asleep because I used to listen to a radio station that was, like, all, you know, The Cure and uh, The Smiths, like, that type of radio station, and I would fall asleep to it and just listen to it all night, and that story broke... <laughs> And I was sleeping and listening to that radio station. So I thought I had dreamed the Long Island serial killer, Joel Rifkin. <laughs> and I woke up in like a panic. Oh my God. I was like, God. oh my God, I had the worst dream about a serial killer on Long Island. And then it was fucking true. Like, Dude. I had just like fallen asleep with the radio on and had heard the whole like case. I guess he had just gotten arrested. Yeah. And it was like breaking news at like whatever, 6 a.m., but I was still kind of sleeping. Uh, so yeah, that was like my Joel Rifkin. So I was like, yeah, I mean, that's my closest. I've probably been to a serial killer like yeah. in my area. Right. Uh, so, and he's a gross one.
0: I don't know anything about him.
1: He just looks like a huge loser. Like <laughs> he has like the classic Jeffrey Dahmer, like glasses, like the right. serial killer right. glasses. Right. and He's like blondish. I, I'm, I'm like have vague memories now of him too, but I think he like was killing sex workers, like yeah. that type of serial killer. Um, and he, I think it was just some kind of like he had like a van. I think,
0: of course he had a van. yeah, like it and was like he, he had
1: like all the you know like the right. point like the tropes the serial killer tropes
0: right. Um, but yeah, so another... well I'll have to do some more research on him. I really don't know like anything about him. I think he's.
1: Yeah, he didn't have, like, a, a thing. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, I think he was big because maybe there hadn't been one in a while. Yeah. Um, But I don't think he but had, if you like, a, be a gimmick.
0: If you want to be a famous serial killer, you got to get a gimmick.
1: Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like most of them don't really have that anymore. Right? Yeah. It seems like back in the day, they all had something. Like a calling card. Yeah, and I feel like the most recent ones, it's like, yeah, they're horrible, and they've <laughs> killed 90 people. Right. But it's, like, they didn't have their little, like, gimmick. Their shitty Like, poetry. their clown their clown pictures or, like, right. the BTK, like, sending the letters or, like, something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's, like, they're getting better at hiding or something.
0: Yeah. Which is scary. We just don't... We don't hear about serial killers that much anymore.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Like,
0: I feel like it's always an old case. Yeah.
1: Like, the one you mentioned earlier or... I mean, the last one I remember being big was the one in L.A. I can't remember right now. L- L- Lonnie he was killing people in South Central.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, one was yeah, big. Yeah. I think
1: he does have a name, but I can't remember. The We're night-
0: gonna, uh, the, the original night's, Sto- no, not the original night's, no, the grim sleeper. Some, The grim sleeper. The grim sleeper. Right. Yeah. Well, his story, He's, I, that's a creepy story. I bought a book on the grim sleeper. I want to do that at some point. I just want to give it the, uh, time it needs to research. Cause it is such right. a, like, Wait, there's okay. a lot to yeah. it. Yeah. um, what did you eat this week?
1: What did I eat? Well, I ate a lot this week. Good. I'm having some uh, dietary I'm not doing as well as I should be. <laughs> That's okay. You know Desi. how you fall off and no then you're kinda of going back. I, no I don't shame. feel ashamed. Good. Did I have anything particularly good? Well today I bought some hollow bread and I just ate a bunch of it with butter. <gasps> That's one like
0: my favorite food in the world. I had steak frites, another what? of my favorite Desi. meals.
1: I know, it's terrible. I went to McDonald's last night when I was drunk. Desi, and you had a Sunday. I had a Sunday. Uh, I think I might have had two this morning, and quite honestly, I'm thinking about stopping on my week. Wait, can we I
0: go know. after this? Can we go after
1: this? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I, I That's my eating,
0: just kind of off the rails a bit. Well, now mine's going to sound really sad. Okay. But so it you is had exciting like, to me. Okay. I had this amazing protein bar. Just hold on. <laughs> Just hold on. Okay. I found it at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and the brand is like one. That's the name of the brand. It's called like one. Okay. And it was a glazed donut flavored protein (laughs) bar. That's why I bought it. I saw a glazed donut. I was like sold. If it's flavored like a glazed... I knew it wasn't going to taste like a glazed donut. Right. But I took a bite of it and it tasted like a glazed donut. Oh. They nailed the flavor. Whatever they did. They nailed it. I only bought one because I didn't know it was going to be good. And I'm really mad I didn't buy like 50. Yeah. Now I have to go back to Trader Joe's or wherever else they sell this brand. Oh, let me tell you one other thing I love at Trader Joe's.
1: Um, It is these chili lime tortilla chips that are rolled up. They're like those Takis. What are those? You yeah. know those? Yeah. Trader Joe's has their own version of those and they're really good. And I've eaten two bags this week. <laughs> Dude. I, my new drink, by the way, is Old Fashions. Is it? Yeah, I had
0: two last night. I was rolling. I was like woo. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like something's going down on Desi's <laughs> something's going down on Desi's Twitter tonight. She's like I, I'm very sassy with my ice cream cone. <laughs>
1: You know, I have two old fashions. I'm like the funnest fucking person on earth. (laughs) Like, it's insane.
0: (laughs) So. Oh, I also got some uh, peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. They're made with dark chocolate. I like those. They're really good. That was my invention.
1: Because I was always like, I want (laughs) peanut butter cups, but with dark chocolate. I always want the candy with dark chocolate. Yeah, me too. I want the version, like, I want it with. I want the Almond Joy, but with dark chocolate. Why am I. Because I right, want the almond. Was, right.
0: You don't want just mounds.
1: Yeah, I don't want a mounds with no fucking almond. It's right. like mix the two. God damn it. If that comes out, that's my invention. You heard it here first. I have the best food ideas. I don't know why people don't fucking listen to me more. <laughs> Seriously. Fucking call me every corporation. I've got fucking ideas. All I, I do too. is think of food. I get stoned. I have the best combinations <laughs> ever. Trust me. Wait, what is
0: the best thing like best? Weird invention you've ever made yourself while you were stoned? Oh, God. I don't, I can't
1: think of anything right now. I'll think about it for next week. Okay. I can't off the top of my head. I want you
0: to think of something that
1: you've made that was. Here's my classic thing that I will do when I'm stoned I will make an elaborate fucking thing. (laughs) Like, I have literally made, like, Fucking carbonara at midnight when I'm stoned. Like I'm like, how did I not burn my fucking house down? I have no idea. Like, like that is like the walk of shame. But for me, it's like I'll wake up and see dishes and be like, what the hell? I was cooking bacon, I have cream in a pan. Like, what did I do? Like, I have made nachos with like pulled pork on them when I'm stoned. Like, I like will go all out like when I'm stoned like
0: and make it. But I do have
1: some weird combinations. Uh, I'll have to think about it though.
0: One time, my this was in high school. Obviously, I haven't smoked weed in forever. But, like, my friend and I, we stood at his stovetop and ate an entire sheet pan of Florentine bars that his mom had made. We just stood there for, like, I don't know how long it took to eat all of them. But it was, like, this gigantic sheet tray full of Florentine bars. And then, like, a few hours later, like, we'd forgotten about it. And the mom came home, and she was so upset because those were for, like, a work event that she had made. (laughs) That's a classic. Look, we got in a lot of trouble. One thing I have done, I remember, is
1: made brownies and poured half and half on them. and <laughs> oh, Wait,
0: wait a minute. Wait, you
1: poured half and half on them? I just them? poured half and half on them and ate them. Like, I cut one out, poured half and half on it, let it soak in, and just ate it. It was kind of like a chocolate um tren leche cake. <laughs>
0: That's a good invention.
1: It was fucking good because it's like, Dude. it just becomes like this, it almost becomes like one of those lava cakes because right. it like soaks in the milk yeah. and it's just like this gooey Ooh. thing. I'm telling you. that's a- Half and half is like an underrated <laughs> thing. like I, I have literally, <laughs> I have like, I'll, I've gotten stoned and eat, like, fucking cereal with half and oh, half. I have. I, have. I it used to just be like, oops, I accidentally, I thought it was the milk. And then I was like, no, I, half and half is so fucking good on cereal. Dude, like, I've
0: eaten here, cereal with half and half before, not stoned. I did that as a child. Yeah, it's the best. It's so, it, it elevates cereal to dessert. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, try it with like fruity pebbles, <laughs> like cocoa pebbles. Oh. And half and half is literally fucking bomb ass. Like it is so good. <laughs> Fuck. Call me. Nest like Kellogg's. <laughs> Seriously. God. Put some fucking half and half on your cocoa pebbles. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> Dude. That <laughs> so, sounds yeah. good right now. Oh man, I'm hungry. I'm really hungry. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. So cool. Bye. All right, bye.